Hey everybody, welcome back to the Be Your Own Bank podcast. It's that time of the week, the weekly, weekly roundup. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in again. We got some fun stuff for you today in the weekly roundup, starting with the 13th anniversary of the Bitcoin white papers. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds kind of dry. It is a little dry, but I'll, we'll spice it up for you. Uh, basically, 13 years ago, uh, on October 31st, this past October 31st, the sort of thesis of Bitcoin was broadcast to the internet by Satoshi Nakamoto. Oh, I love that game. Yes, it's fun. That's the one where you have to like turn the, the buzzer and it, it pops if you don't get all the pieces in place. I like Satoshi Nakamoto 3 of the best. That's my favorite. Yeah, that one's not in stores anymore, though. I totally derailed you. Continue. <laughs> Anyways, um, Satoshi Nakamoto, not a real person. It's the pen name of either one person or a group of people still unknown to this day, 13 years later, who put out this thesis and then also put out the code for what we know today as Bitcoin. Oh, that's cool. Yep. So just like the rules, the Bitcoin rules. Bitcoin rules, how it works, the past research that went into creating it, and then the the open source code for for what makes Bitcoin work. And open source versus closed source, right? So open source is anybody can access it. So similar to like Elon, right? Elon Musk, he, I have, like, I have to say his last name, Elon. We all know Elon. Elon offers up all of his patents for free. Why does he do that? Because he's not worried about competition because his products are about the future and bettering humanity. And so he wants people to use it and, and be more efficient with his patents and do better things. And, and the competition isn't the issue for him. And it's interesting because last time I checked, he's the richest man to walk the face of the planet. So I think it's working for him. I think it's similarly working. to what, what Bitcoin is about. Yeah. And Bitcoin's now a, over trillion dollar currency because you have more eyes on it trying to better it with open source. You know, you got computer programmers from across the world. Maybe they notice this issue or maybe they have this solution. They can, they can add that in, um, get the community's approval. And now we have a better system. And that would be a software upgrade or a fork. They call it a fork. Soft fork, right? If everybody agrees to it, it's a soft fork. Okay. Yeah. We won't go into that. Yeah. That's, yeah. Look it up if you're interested. Anyways, um, so I think it's interesting to note too that Satoshi Nakamoto sort of sent this this white paper to about 200 or so cryptographers in the community who are renowned in their work, um, help develop. Wait, what's a, what's a cryptographer? So cryptography basically is just the the science or study of um, <clears throat> of encryption. So you're you're helping make passwords and you're making data or transfers of communication secure. Ah, gotcha. Okay. Through encryption so, or whatever. Yeah. Nerd alert. Nerd alert. Got it. Anyways, they, a lot of these guys had been working on developing cryptocurrencies, but hadn't succeeded with a like hash cash. B money was, was some of the names of them. Um, but Bitcoin actually stuck and now, 13 years later, it's still working. And it's credited to this guy named Satoshi Nakamoto. It's credited to him, yep. But he kind of 
moved away back. Disappeared. He disappeared into, into the, the ether. Into the if ether, if you will. Yes. <laughs> um, and just kind of let this project develop on its own after he. Which is so cool. God, so cool. cool. Yep. Well, and he actually, uh, back in, in January of 2009, um, did the first Bitcoin transaction ever to a guy named Hal Finney, who was on the list, um, for a total of 10 Bitcoin. He said ten, ten, the first transaction was 10 Bitcoin. 10 Bitcoin. Which was worth nothing, of course. Back worth then. nothing, but now is worth, you know, $600,000. It's, literally, it's literally like the the 2.0 of like Alexander Graham Bell and yeah. Watson, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Satoshi would be Alexander That's Graham cool. Bell sending the first communication or transaction oh, I to, to Hal Finney. And Hal Finney actually um, had ALS, uh, sadly died in 2014, cryogenically froze himself. Um as you do. As you do. Paid for by Bitcoin, <laughs> which is super cool. Hoping for a cure in the future. But but yeah, uh, I think it's important to note the history. If you want to learn more, I would I would definitely Google it. Check it out. There's a lot more to it. It is pretty cool. Banking on Bitcoin, great documentary. Yes, want, yes. Check it out. If you want kind of the whole holistic background of Bitcoin. But in tune with that... Um, there is uh, there's a guy by the name of Craig Wright who just uh, came back into the news. He 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 was in he was in the the media in 2016 because he's been claiming all along that he's Satoshi Nakamoto, which is super counterintuitive to the origin of Satoshi Nakamoto, right. who you know gave away this information and then kind of backed off. Why would he want to be known now? He got a divorce, obviously, and is yeah they're tricky. <laughs> he needs that 66. He's billion. just a, he's an eccentric guy and he's, you know, he's may or may not be on the spectrum and he's, you know, so he's, he's had some run-ins and he's a, a known figure, but yeah, I mean, he wouldn't, that would be completely counterintuitive to the entire principle of Satoshi Nakamoto yeah. to tell him who you are. But in a nutshell, basically, he's being sued by the brother of this guy who claims that they built Bitcoin together. And so if this guy beats Craig Wright in the lawsuit, then Craig uh, owes him about $33 billion because according to research, Satoshi should have about a million Bitcoin. Oh, so he gets a half a million invisible Bitcoin <laughs> invisible if he wins. Fake Bitcoin. Man, there. I'd love to be that lawyer. Right. Jeez. <laughs> wow. So, I mean... All the experts, we don't believe Craig Wright's the actual Satoshi, but... But we can prove it because he has... Whoever Satoshi is has the keys and we can see it on the blockchain if he ever decides to send something. Right. So we can prove it. Yeah. And he hasn't been able to prove it. So clearly yeah. he's he's not the right guy. He wants the PR. But I thought it was interesting to note, kind of funny. That is funny. In, in lieu of this anniversary. But what we do have to talk to you guys about is meme coins. <sighs> meme coins. Talking Dogecoin, talking Shiba Inu coin. Safe moon. Come rocket. Yeah. There's a new Elon coin. All this garbage. Bow wow coin. Stay away. For most of them. For most of them. But we do have to bite our own tongue a little bit because we were talking bad about dogecoin forever and we're invested in it okay okay all right fine okay, okay. and uh i mean it, it's kind of proven itself it's it, it's taken some time yeah so uh, what is dogecoin dogecoin is basically just a joke coin that was created as a you know bitcoin's open source so it's just a copy and paste of the bitcoin code bitcoin software rebranded right um 
but it does have intrinsic value. It's it's cheap to send, uh, it's efficient, and it's it's good for the environment. I wouldn't say good, but it's not bad. It's not as bad. No. Right. It, it, it gets a, a better stamp of approval for environmentalism. Well, and ultimately, it's, it's whatever the crowd decides is mm-hmm. what the crowd decides. So the only thing that we want to make sure that people understand is like when you hear about Dogecoin and it's already, you know, and it's your Uncle Diane, you know, like. Your Uncle Diane? Yeah. She's oh, we're, we're progressive. Come on. I'm sorry. I just was confused. Be more inclusive. All right, go ahead. I'm not going to say it again. All right. What I'm saying is, is that you hear it from somebody who is the last person you should be hearing things about cryptocurrency. And by that time, it's too late, right? But instead, you decide to FOMO, fear of missing out, into a position. And you end up buying at the top. And then it crashes. Because what goes up must come down. So you then panic sell fear uncertainty and doubt right fud Fud. you have fomo and you have fud so you buy at the top you sell at the bottom and then you walk away and you're like that was the dumbest mistake of my life you know i shouldn't have done that and i'll never trust crypto ever again now you never trust crypto again when you could have invested in a little bit into dogecoin not saying don't do it but a little bit in and a lot more of what you're willing to lose your risk tolerance into you know, tried and true currencies like Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin. Right. That the, the are going to go up and down, but they're going to generally go up. Well, and they're, they're projects that are, that have been around and they've been vetted and the, you know, the blockchains are, are solid and they have low transaction fees in some cases. And it's just, it's, that's the, the future is in the well-known currencies and these, you know, ancillary currencies are fine to play around with, but you're, you've got to make sure you're diversifying your portfolio, which means that you're putting a certain percentage into multiple assets so that if one asset goes down, you don't lose everything. You don't lose everything. Right. Exactly. And I, I, I just want to provide a recent cautionary tale of Squid Game's coin which came out yep. as a meme coin yep. because Squid Games, the TV series, was just so popular. Great show. Great, Great show. show, right? Although I do agree with LeBron, the ending was little weak. <laughs> but great show. Great show. Anyways. Bad so, coin. Bad, very bad coin. Basically, what happened with this Squid Games coin is in one week, it went up 6 million percent. What? It went six from million? 6 million. It went from one cent to over $600. Oh my God. And then in five minutes it crashed. Rug pull. Rug pull. And there are a lot of those in the crypto sphere. Um, Not a lot. Not a lot. Some. There's. There, sorry, I should say there have been a lot. There have been previously. Okay. Yeah, previously. There aren't as many now because, you know, people are getting wiser. Companies that provide crypto are being wiser. But it's still out there and it's still a possibility. So you have to do your own research and, and not buy into some of these meme coins that are, are just astronomically going up for no reason, for no reason, for no intrinsic value. And you know, there's you always hear Ponzi scheme when, when it comes to crypto and it's like, yes, of course, there's always going to be evil doers. You know, that's a bad reference. Anyway, um, you can't, you can't get away from that. There's always going to be people taking advantage of a new thing because people don't quite understand it. So they're going to try to make money off of it. That happens. That happens with dollar bills too. So just remember that it's not just because one thing is bad doesn't mean the whole thing is bad. 
and not it's not a ponzi scheme i'll say it again it's not a ponzi scheme crypto is legit crypto is legit some of the people who try to get you into newer cryptos are not legit not legit um but that's why you diversify and you focus on the ones that have been vetted right squid games coin not vetted Litecoin vetted. Well, it only lasted a week too. <laughs> it lasted a week. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. So the the only other thing I, I do want to say about that is like you know the the idea of of market cap right is that we've talked briefly about market cap and what that really means but you know you see you know Shiba Inu right and you're like oh it's point zero zero one of a penny if that gets to a penny then I've made a million dollars right you know and it's just like that's an unrealistic expectation based on market cap. Yeah, and and that's a very important thing to understand, especially if you're trying to do your own research and trying to figure out, well, is this a good coin to get into? Is it a good coin to get into now? When should I get into it? All these different questions, right? Is if you look at market cap, you can understand a little bit of the future of where it could go. And that that's that's how some of these experts are pro- projecting that Bitcoin's going to hit 250,000, that Ethereum's going to hit 10 to 15,000. It seems crazy. It seems way easier for something under a penny to go to a penny, but you have to look at market cap. Yep. Because if Shiba Inu did hit a penny, the market cap would have to be what? 6,000 billion. 6 trillion dollars for Shiba Inu to be worth one penny. Right. So that's six times the value of Bitcoin. Not realistic. Not realistic. Possible, but At someday maybe. Someday, but not now. N- not a not a good reason for investing because I think it's going to hit a penny. Right. Penny's a low value. Right. Why wouldn't it hit a penny? Yeah. Well, because it'd have to have a market cap that high, and that's just not realistic. Whereas with Bitcoin hitting two hundred fifty thousand, that seems crazy, but its market cap wouldn't have to be too high for it to get there. Right. Um, so yeah, something to consider. Definitely consider. Yeah, absolutely. One of and the most can, important components, in <laughs> fact. And you can check all of those out on CoinMarketCap. Yep. And uh, Dopamine is the app on your phone. Get if you have Android. App. If you have Android. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We're, we're so lame. I know. We're in the future of money and we still have Androids. <laughs> Jeez. Bummer. <laughs> But there are a lot of coin market cap apps that you can get that'll they'll give you the the news on whatever coin you want. Finally, we have something important to talk about. Facebook is in the news again. You mean Meta? Yes, they're changing their their umbrella company to Meta. So your apps are still going to be Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, WhatsApp, Oculus. Well, uh, Oculus is going to change. Oculus is changing, so I lied about that. That's going to be MetaQuest now. MetaQuest. Anyways, their umbrella company is changing to Meta. Yeah. And the reason for that is they're taking a focus, as are other companies like Adobe, um, into a more paired reality of AR and VR, which is virtual reality, augmented reality. It's the red and the blue pill. It's like a purple pill. Yeah. All together in one. Yeah. So you can wake up in the morning and you're... Glasses will show you how many minutes you have left of brushing your teeth and your your GPS will be in your contacts and 
show you where to go on the road when you're biking versus having to have to actually have your phone out. I mean, it is cool. It's it just, is cool. that is where everything is going is now we have virtual reality, which is complete immersion where you've got the goggles on and do all that. And then you have augmented reality, which is what Google glass tried to do. But I just feel like it was bad timing. It I was think, bad timing yeah. and their, their aesthetic was weird. Right. The glasses were dopey. They for were sure. really nerdy. Yeah. Yeah. So the, in this space, we have, uh, these new cryptocurrencies, which are basically called metaverse currencies, right? Yeah. And you can look them up. Uh, you can look up what are metaverse coins. Uh, a couple of them are already listed on some of the top exchanges like Kraken and Coinbase, two of them being Decentraland and Sandbox. Basically what they are is metaverse coins, meaning that they interact with virtual reality, augmented reality, and focus on more of a utility function with NFTs. So basically you can create um, items in, let's say you're playing a game, an augmented reality game or virtual reality game. You can create items and then sell them to other players that now have virtual ownership of it. Virtual land is another thing they offer. Um, and companies like McDonald's, um, Binance, which is another exchange, they're actually buying up a lot of this land um, because they see the potential the advertising potential is there where you're playing a game and you go to McDonald's land and now you're being advertised to, but while also being immersed in this, in this environment, this metaverse environment. I'm loving it. I think it's a great idea. There you go. You know, I mean, but that's, that's the point, right? It's like out in the real world, quote unquote, right? Is that we live in a finite world with finite resources and there's exponential growth of population. And people aren't, aren't able to accumulate wealth because they can't accumulate real estate and all this stuff because people are buying it up and they're, you know, inflating the price and then reselling it. And it's like Gen Z, you know, Gen A, I think is after Gen Z is all right. Anyway, younger people are going to be completely erased from owning property. So the only way in order to own, own property in the future, I would argue, is that you're going to have to have this digital property. So you can, you know imagine what the capabilities of that are. I mean, in gaming alone, like having ownership of, of a, a spaceship, like there's a new game, a new like open world game that it's just like, you can buy spaceships and stuff and they're your, they're like NFTs of NFT spaceships, spaceships. Yeah. Which is a cool premise. It's a cool idea. And I mean that trading, but of, ultimately yeah. that could be, you know, you could own a piece of land and that's yours. And then people want to advertise company wants to advertise on it, they pay you to advertise on it. That's cool. Right. You could leverage your virtual land. Yeah. But I, I mean, it's true. It's, it's getting with inflation, it's getting more and more expensive to own anything mm -hmm. um, that maintains value like a house. I mean, do you even own your house? I'm a homeowner. Right. But what does that mean? Right. That means I pay the bank. You pay the bank. The bank owns your house. They can take it back if you don't pay your mortgage. True. Right. And that's a problem. <laughs> That's a problem, right? If if we get to a point where people don't make enough money or whatever to even take out a loan, now where where's the ownership? Well, and that goes back to our middlemen, right? It's like the bank is the middleman, right? Right. They're in the business of selling you money. Wait, say that again? They're in the business of selling you money, but they can't sell you money without a product. So the product is your house. Well, that's good. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Because they're they're saying we have money. You don't have money. Pay us money to get our money. And then maybe we'll consider giving you the house in 30 years, in 30 years. And 
we'll make twice as much money on the money that we let at you least, borrow. At, at least. At least. Yeah. And so this, this new metaverse, so to speak, helps people get into the, the process of owning something. Yeah. It's not tangible. But I mean, think about how like crazy these NFT guys are getting about getting a, like a little gif for their Twitter page, right? Yeah. Like they're spending thousands and thousands, if not more, just to have a like a little, you know, what, what it was the crypto, not kitties, but what, what was the, um, what was the most recent one? Crypto punks? Punks. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, it, it's kind of a cultural equal, equalizer in a way. Truth. I mean, we got this 12-year-old kid who developed his own NFT marketplace and made $600,000 in like a day. Wow. That's a lot. Right? So you're talking about scarcity of resources in the virtual world. You can make whatever you want. You just make the virtual world bigger. You make it bigger. You make a new <laughs> one. Make it more enticing. Yeah. 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 You can't walk off the edge of the virtual world. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. And I mean, there's also some cons to that. If we end up like Wally, the movie, I don't know if you guys have seen Oh, that, yeah, yeah, Wally. Where everybody's in space, they're not interacting with each other in real life, and they're right. all, you know, sitting in hovering wheelchairs, sipping big gulps. Morbidly obese. Yep. Right. And and the planet was completely destroyed. Completely neglected, neglected. because everyone was just focused on this virtual world. Yeah. So, so we got to find, that. we got to, we got to find the balance, but yeah. it is, but it is crypto the is the great equalizer, right? It is because the great equalizer. it is the purple pill. It's giving you the opportunity to live in the real world and, and use the money from the real world, but also live in the digital world. And I'm a digital girl, you know, it, it's giving you those opportunities, but also monetize the digital world right? in a way that doesn't just benefit Facebook. Right. Or the guys who make the games. It can benefit you too. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Awesome. So that's the roundup. Let's dig into these charts. All right. As always, we're starting with Bitcoin right now. 61,000. You can see here, I've got a bull flag forming as we speak. And we've touched our support. We've touched our resistance. Once we break out of this gang, if you can see it to the right, we have a rocket ship. And that is where we will be heading. So next stop, I would say 70, 75, 80K, right? Oh my God. Okay. So like this is the time we've been waiting for. I know it sounds like I'm getting excited because I am. Because this only happens once every four years. We have a four-year market cycle. It has shown itself this is the third time. And I'm not going to miss out on this. So let's just go back. Let's take a look. If we go back all the way to 2017, let's just take a little journey back to 2017. And there. This is four years ago. 2017. It's 2021 right now. This is November November, the first week in November, we have a little bit of a pullback and then to the moon, right? So we triple just in Bitcoin. So this is what I'm talking about. We really like, I don't want to get too excited, but this is it. This is the time we've been waiting for. So the goal now is to hit a new all-time high for the next like month, like continuously, like all-time high, all-time high, all-time high, all-time high, all-time high, all-time high. And then 
the other part of this is to start taking profits because you, like we talked about greed, right? Greed is a, is a bad thing and greed will lead you back down to here. So if you want to make sure that you get return on your investment, then we're going to take profit here and we're going to take profit here. And we're going to take profit here and here and here and here. Hopefully we're probably not going to hit the top, but that way you've taken profit. You left a little bit on the table to let it ride. But ultimately if we can find the the smaller benchmarks where you're making, you know, two times your, what you invested three times, four times, maybe 10 or more times. Now is the time to stay in, but you need to pay attention. So what we're going to be doing is we're going to be monitoring daily. We'll have targets. We'll have a target here. We'll have a target here, like I was saying. And then that way you can set your limit orders and you can sell a percentage for profit. And then we all win. The next two to three months are going to be insane. Like I'm like this, like imagine being here at 7,000 and two months later, your Bitcoins were $20,000 or what? Why don't we just go back to 2014? Excuse me, 2013. Here we go. Started $134, went up to $1,150. So you can see this has happened multiple times. It happens in a four year time span and it happens because of the having, because it's twice as hard to mine Bitcoin. So every four years we get a pump. That's how it's worked. That's how I'm playing my game. If you guys want to join us, I'm going to help you to find the right spot to, to pull the money off the table and, and make some money. We're going to make some money. All right. Our dollar cost averaging, uh, Bitcoin. That's my first choice. Buy some Bitcoin. Second choice is Zcash. Zcash is ready to fly. If we look at the last time, Zcash hit 900. So it's at 163 right now. If it just hits that 900, that same 900, that's a pretty good return on investment. And then last, we're going to do a curved out. I'm noticing a bull flag and it's pretty close to the bottom. Bottom is right around $2. It's at $4 right now. seems like a pretty good investment to me since the whole market's going to be bananas. All right, that's it for the charts, gang. Thanks for joining us. Remember, we are not licensed financial advisors. Please do your own research and only risk what you're willing to lose. We'll see you next week. See you next week.